Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. in Lakewood, Washington, came across a traffic stop like they've never seen before. A high-speed chase on Interstate 5 hit 109 miles an hour Sunday with the vehicle in question striking cars on two separate occasions. But it was when troopers attempted to corner the suspect car that they realized there was something that was making this pursuit entirely different. And that's because there was a dog behind the wheel of the vehicle. The owner of both the vehicle and the pit bull later said yes, he put the dog in the driver's seat and operated the car while sitting in the middle because he was trying to teach his dog to drive. Alcohol, anything to do with it? Yes. Yeah, was a factor in the incident. Yes. I would think so, Cliff. Not necessarily on the part of the dog. <laughs> Did they test the dog? I don't believe they tested the dog. <laughs> See? <maybe> they... <laughs> wonder how you get a dog to blow into a tube. <laughs> Is there like a training for that, Cliff? Huh? I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> get a dog to blow on command. Yes. <laughs> well, welcome to the Morning Road Show. It's a little bit different today. Cliff is sitting in his newsroom. Yep. We're going to be trying this experiment because tomorrow, hopefully, fingers yep. crossed, he'll be at home and we'll do the program with me here in the studio and Cliff in his luxurious home somewhere <laughs> located in Princeton. We're not real sure exactly. It's an undisclosed location, <laughs> yes. and I wouldn't necessarily say it's luxurious. Okay, all right. Well, welcome. Turning the newsroom, my turning the guest room into a newsroom. Yes. How's that? All yeah. right. Maybe once in a while, Cliff, you can send us some selfie pictures of what you're actually doing <laughs> at your house. If I can clear the beer bottles away, yes, I will. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> you know, Cliff, this would be not only a scary time right now that we're all going through. Yeah. Everybody's a little bit worried, but in the future, yes. it'll all break open and everything will get somewhat back to normal again. We'll all be relaxed. And I've been thinking this morning, would this not be the perfect time for yeah. anybody who in the near future, in the next few years, mm-hmm. will become a grandparent. Why would you say that? Because you can tell your grandchildren how you lived through the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. <laughs> and how to survive. Yeah. You it's, had it's, to drag your behind <laughs> across the grass like a dog. Oh, really? Up both hills, both ways. <laughs> That's right, in the blinding snow. Yes. And we liked it. And we liked we it. We were happy to have it, we, yes. We, we, were, we were wanting more. <laughs> I'm just saying that would be a perfect time to tell those stories. We, there's a group of scientists working at NASA that spend much of the day wondering what the future could be like. What will life on Earth be like with scientific advancements that we haven't thought of yet? Where could we go and how would we live once we got there? And that's where much of the ideas for the Artemis program came from. Artemis was Apollo's sister in Greek mythology, a fitting name for the astronaut path back to the moon, something NASA wants to do by 2024. And by 2028, NASA wants to establish a permanent base on the moon, a base that, of course, has to protect astronauts from radiation, wildly fluctuating temperatures, and the vacuum of space. And they think they have an idea which clearly they got help for from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Hauling construction materials to the moon to build a base is going to be prohibitively expensive. One study shows it costs 
or it would cost about $10,000 a pound to take something to the moon. And so they think they've come up with a way they believe will allow astronaut construction crews to use materials found on site on the moon. Plans call for mixing moon dirt with a liquid, making a form of concrete that can be 3D printed to make a structure fit for habitation. That liquid, of course, is astronaut urine. You know, Cliff. Yeah. It doesn't sound any better when you say just in time for breakfast, whether you're sitting in the studio or you're not here at all. I could be halfway around the world and go, just in time for breakfast. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was hoping we would stop that at Why some would we point. Stop that? We're doing the same program we always do. We're just doing it in a different location. Cliff, I know you didn't see it because you were busy with the news at That's right. 7. I'm, I'm always busy with the news. I know you are. But we yes. got a text message that came in, and it asked a simple question of us. Any yeah. f- April Fool pranks from you two this morning? <laughs> really? Well, you know, Cliff, there's two things here. Yeah. Number one, yeah. if we told you there was a prank or didn't tell you, there would be no surprise there, now would there? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, that's the whole point of a prank, is that it's a surprise. <laughs> Catch you he from the to- blind side. What, do you want us to spoil that surprise? That's right. And then I got to thinking, Yeah. I don't think there's anything that we could do, Cliff, Yeah. that could match the craziness of this year 2020 so far. No kidding. I Holy don't, cow. I don't think there's anything we could possibly, <laughs> possibly do. And I read this morning, Cliff, that, yeah. uh, well, sportscasters right now have absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with their time. Yeah, because there is no sports. There's nothing so. to talk about, yes. <laughs> but uh, Joe Buck... A lot of people oh, are familiar with him. Oh, yeah. He's the Fox guy who does all the uh, NFL and baseball, that kind of thing. That's right. He's been yeah. having a little bit of fun with uh, videos that he's been putting out of himself yeah. doing play-by-play of mundane things, like a dog playing in a puddle of mud. <laughs> he releases those videos like it's a sporting event. Okay. And then, Cliff, he went the extra mile. Yeah. He then started asking fans to send him random videos that they've made of themselves at home and he would call the action on what he's seeing <laughs> and if he picked yours yeah. then you had to promise to donate to a local charity of your choice okay well and that's cool it is cool and he's gotten a ton of people submitting things <laughs> you know what's what's and this is coming from a man clearly who knows what he's talking about i'm speaking of me but whenever i see joe buck i'm thinking there's a man with a massive forehead. I mean, that thing is giant. Yes. And it, I would know, clearly. He's got it. But, of course, Cliff, when you open yeah. up the uh, videos, yeah, sending them in, well, yeah. let's just say not all of them are family-friendly, that they're oh. wanting him to describe the action oh, no. on. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. So, so, so basically what you're saying is Joe Buck is narrating homemade porn. No. No, he's not doing it. They're asking him to do it, and he says, you know, at this stage of my life, I don't think that's where I want to be, but maybe later when I get older, I'll do those for you. Well, you know, got to have a job at some point, so. (laughs) Well, maybe when I, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, No no one wants that. Nobody wants that. Count your blessings. That's the thought of the day, Cliff. If you're healthy today, (laughs) that's a blessing right there. If you're working today, that's a blessing. I'm happy to be working myself. Well, you call that work? Well, I, 
Never, ever, Cliff, thought I would say I'd be happy to actually be working. <laughs> oh, yeah. But <laughs> how many years have we done this? I've never heard you say that. That's exactly right. One time. Yes. I may be infected with the virus, and that's why I'm talking out <laughs> of my head. You've got something. I've got something. But happy to be working, counting my blessings. Radio Cliff has helped me so much in my life. It's paid for my electroshock therapy, which I... <laughs> I've really appreciated that, and I think a lot of folks around me would appreciate that, too. Weed as the race begins to come up with a vaccine for the current pandemic, federal officials are making sure those scientists have the tools needed for the job. There are several different pharmaceutical companies working on the plan in cooperation with the National Institute of Health and the CDC. As the drug is developed, it will, of course, need several trials before it can be released to the general public. And as you might expect, that includes testing on animals. That's why late last week, the Department of Health and Human Services issued a purchase order with a company called Worldwide Primates, who bill themselves as a leading supplier of premium quality non-human primate models for research purposes. The price tag? Well, federal officials signed the contract for $1.8 million to get a whole truckload of coronavirus research monkeys, which is, by the way, a great name for a rock band. And you oh, saved oh. us from having to hear from Wham this morning. <laughs> yeah, a go-go. Yeah, yeah, I'm a go-go out here, all right. I don't need to hear that to go-go, but I got a go-go for sure. <laughs> well, okay. Sounds like a personal problem, but you have a great day, okay? <laughs> See you, Ralph. Hey, you guys sound good. Keep it up. Love you guys. Well, all thank right. you. Love you. Bye-bye, Ralph. Right. I don't Bye-bye. know if I've ever Wait, said that to a guy before in my life. Say, little. Did you just say? <laughs> I think I did. I love you, truck driver Ralph. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, we. Well, that was kind of nice, wasn't it, Cliff? You know, and I have to apologize, given all of the events that are going on and the things that we're trying to do to accommodate. Uh, I totally forgot that April Fool's was your birthday. I forgot it, too, and that's pretty sad until that <laughs> call. I never even thought about that, Cliff. Yeah. I've been well, so paranoid here, worried about how this is going to work. So far, I think, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, yeah. I, think we're shooting a, I think we're shooting a pretty solid 5 this morning, Cliff. Really? 5's all you got for me? Well. I'm, doing the, I'm pedaling as fast as I can, and 5's all I've got. I'm saying we're usually at a 3. Oh, so we're doing better than we usually do. I really believe we are well, doing you, a little when bit you better. Phrase it, when you phrase it that way, it makes sense. <laughs> I think so. I can't believe I forgot my own birthday. Cliff, I hate to do this, but I'm going to go there. Okay. 9.06 this morning, right after the news, we're going to play a little tune. And then okay. we're going to talk about something that I'm sure is right up your alley, Cliff. What, uh, what exactly are you talking about? We're going to talk about nose pickers. <laughs> And well, of course, that's right up my alley. I know. <laughs> and why 2% of people yeah. have confessed that they're nose pickers and why they do it. What on earth is possessing you to do this, by the way? Because normally you avoid these uh, topics and leave them for me to bring up. But yet here you are volunteering to talk about going two knuckles down in somebody's boogers. I th- Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think with you not in the room... It misses the ambiance of <laughs> you and picking nose. Yeah, farting and that kind of thing. Yes. They've done research on this, and I'm I, not going to go through the whole list of things on why we do this. On why we pick our nose. Yes. There's a whole list of why, Cliff. 
But I okay. want to focus on the 2% of people who responded okay. that they are nose pickers, and they do that yeah. for the enjoyment of it. <laughs> now, they, they, they pick their own noses. Well, I hope it's their own noses because they just like doing it. They it's just, fun. Yes, they have fun <laughs> doing that. Okay. Now, I'm a live and let live kind of guy. If you want yeah. to do that for your enjoyment, that's fine. Yeah. I will need a heads up, though, if you want to stick your knuckle up my nose. I'm going to need a head up. Well. Wouldn't you want one? <laughs> so so if you see me coming in with my index finger extended, you could pretty well figure out what's going to happen, but you'd like a verbal confirmation of that. I would like that, yes. <laughs> I would like for you to at least warn me, because I don't want to be guessing that you're doing something else. Yeah. Okay? And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. All righty. And today we're talking about April Fool's Day and how it got its start. The origin. That's correct. I did not know until this morning that the first day of the year used to be April 1st. Really? Yes. But they reformed the calendar under Charles the Ninth, and he said New Year's Day was going to be on January the 1st and April 1st was going to be moved. And back in those days... Yes. Due to the slowness of communication around the world and a general resistance, just like today, to somebody moving your cheese and you don't <laughs> want change, yep. the January the 1st date was not fully accepted for many years. Hmm. And those people who wouldn't change and who clung to April 1st as New Year's Day were <laughs> scoffed at as fools. Really? And Hence the uh, now April Fools. Yes. And people sent them fake party invitations, and prank <laughs> gifts because they wouldn't change. So so because people were so stead in their ways and refused to change, they were mocked. Mocked, I say. As April Fools. You know what? What? I think there's some mocking needs to go on around here, don't you? <laughs> some mocking? <laughs> <laughs> I know some people who need a good mocking. I could use a good mocking <laughs> myself from time to time. Okay. All of that, you can take straight to the bank. Three hours and 45 minutes. That's the experiment so far here on the Morning Road Show with Cliff in another room. Yep. But tomorrow, it turns real as Cliff will be at home as we practice a little bit of social distancing, and we encourage you to do the same in your everyday life. And, you know, we talked about this a couple of days ago when we uh, first decided to do this, is that uh, we had talked to a couple of people and they said, you know, even though what you guys do is not always serious, it's still essential because it helps people keep a sense of normalcy. And we do really need that right now. And so we thought the best way to safeguard what we do is for me to do what I do at home and for Weed to do what he does here, exposed to all the germs in the world. So uh, starting tomorrow, I'll be uh, doing the news and everything from the house in in the guest bedroom. So that's what's going to happen starting tomorrow. Yes, and we encourage you to social distance yourself, too, from everybody. Let's play it as safe as we possibly can for the next 30 days or so and see if we can't wipe this out. Who's taking bets that tomorrow morning both Cliff and I will be sick as dogs whenever (laughs) we start this? Well, that's totally going to happen. I think so, too. Totally. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.